Let us help you reach your peak in retirement. It's time for your Retirement Elevated. We've got a special edition of the podcast today, and it's one that you are going to want to listen to and to hear. We talked about the SECURE Act a couple of weeks ago on the show, and now we're kind of back in a new way to discuss it again. Coming up in a few minutes, you're actually going to hear today's episode, really the crux of it is a webinar that Scott has just hosted and uh, kind of informing people about some things in the SECURE Act, but it's a little bit different. We are, uh, well, Scott's kind of angry. Like Scott's got, I'm kind of like having to hold him back here a little bit, but I'm I'm, I'm about to let him go. So get ready for it. Uh, You're going to attack dog mode here, Scott. Tell us why and what we're going to hear on this uh, webinar in a couple of minutes. Ashley, I'm I'm almost turning green. It's 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 close. <laughs> Wait, it's dangerously gr- green? Close. Yes. That would like, mean you're like, like sick, right? Sick, or I mean the Incredible Hulk. Oh, oh, you're going Hulk. Okay, I yep, was thinking yep. like you would you should be turning red if you're angry, but no, 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 you're Hulk. You're green. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yes. But yeah, actually, what you know, Sean Lee, my business partner on Salt Lake City, you know, we've been dissecting the Secure 2.0, and you know, I think there, there's some good stuff in there. There's over a hundred things that that apply um, to various things of retirement. And so we're like, hey, we're just rolling this out, and we're going to you know, talk to our clients about it. But what's gone on in the last two weeks has just got us both riled up. This is being marketed so aggressively out there in a way by many financial advisors, insurance agents, law firms. They are pushing this marketing out that candidly is – is trying to put a very artificial sense of urgency to the Secure 2.0 and trying, it's almost a, a, a scare thing, like, oh my gosh, there's so many things. This is a monumental shift in the tax law. It could cost you a lot of money. And I'm never about doom and gloom. I always want to operate with, hey, there, there's windows of opportunity that are presented to us out there and, and look at this from a, a rational, factual, logical place. But seeing what the marketing's going on and, you know, come to this, you know, chicken dinner seminar thing to learn about it, it's just, it's, it is, got us mad. And so we got together and we dissected the Secure 2.0 Act even further and broke it down into the salient points of things that are applicable. And we broke it down by the dates because a lot of these things that are rolled out, some of these things don't happen until 2032. So let's not 2032. get 32. 2032. Oh An example, uh, one of the marketing pieces is like, oh, we're required minimum distributions. They're going to extend them to 75. Well, yeah, in 2032. So let's not get too excited about that today. And kind of the final straw, uh, after seeing all this marketing going out, zipping around it, we get dinner invitations at the house. I get email. I get see it on you know social media stuff. My clients send it to me. But it was when someone I I have a lot of trust and respect for, and his name is Ed Slot. And I'm sure Walter, you've heard of Ed Slot. You've you've been lucky enough to the, see him somewhere the before. IRA King. He is. He and his company are hands down the best resource of information concerning IRAs and retirement accounts that's out there. Quality. Very, very, very it, it high quality. It is quality. quality. Yeah. And I've given him money. Uh, we use them as a resource. But he recently came out not just a couple of days ago and said, the Secure Act 2.0 is overhyped. 
he said, people are making such a big deal about this. And he's just like, hey, this there's not massive changes like there was in the initial Secure Act. You know, back when this got this, the original Secure Act, it crushed and eliminated the stretch IRA and gave us the 10-year rule, meaning, hey, we got to take money out within the 10-year rule, 10-year period of receiving that account. There's a whole bunch of other things. That was impactful. There was a sense of urgency. We had to redo planning, redo beneficiary designations, make sure trusts were updated, uh, make sure all those tax plans were in place. That was a stressful time. Now, it was a, a time of opportunity because we made enhancements to our, our clients' plans and they're better off for it. But when Ed Slot came out and said, hey, this is overblown, uh, overhyped over exact words, chill out. There's going to be things that apply and they're spread out over time. And I'm like, okay, you know what? We're going to do this. We're going to put this out there. We're going to go through in-depth and arm you with all the details. So one, you don't have to go to that you know, chicken dinner seminar, unless you really want to, uh, or go to whatever venue that's out there that's pitching this. And we all know it's some sort of, there'll be a presentation of a secure act. And then, oh, here's how we manage money or sell insurance or do these things. That's how a lot of these things happen. And so we want to give you great information. And, but I also want to let you know that there are over a hundred different things that got rolled out in the Secure Act 2.0. We have turned those changes into a checklist and we are going through every one of our clients and seeing which of these things apply or don't apply. And if they do apply, when do they apply? So in our subsequent meetings and our reviews coming up, especially in 2023, we're going to have this checklist and we're going to be able to tell you what applies and what doesn't. And the things that apply, if we do use them, how big of an impact are they? So I just want you to know, I want to give you the information for those of you that rely upon us here in Kansas City, Salt Lake City, or all around the country. We're going to, we have a process in place to make sure that we utilize all those new rules and apply them to your situation for your benefit. And for most of you that are listening if you've been clients of ours for a long time or just new client, you chose to strategically delegate a lot of these tasks to us. So you do not have to focus on them. Now we give you a lot of information, a lot of education in case you want to absorb it, but most of you are absorbing it. So you can feel informed, talk authoritatively if you around the water cooler or out to lunch or dinner with friends, but you know, we're here and we're taking care of it. And so again, I, Again, I got a little fired up uh, in, about it, and we're putting that out there. But again, I sometimes you just have to have to go with your gut. And I, Sean and I both agreed, hey, we're doing this. We're getting out there. We want to give our clients the best possible information and just our listeners the best possible information and turn down the noise and insulate them from having to go around and get get some potentially a sales pitch along with a thin explanation of this Care Act. 
Well, very good. And for those of you who want to watch the webinar, we're going to link to that in the show notes. So you can certainly do that if you want to. It's okay. You can stop listening to the podcast now and go take on the video version. We won't be offended. That's fine. But hey, if you don't mind listening and uh, just missing out on a couple of the minor visuals that might be in there as well, no worries there. You can keep on listening to the audio version of this webinar also. So uh, you're going to get a lot out of it either way that you consume it. We just wanted to make it available to you in as many ways as possible so that you can interact, engage with it a little bit and uh, get some of that great perspective uh, that, that Scott is bringing to the table here. All right, you hulked out, Scott, so you can return <laughs> back to your normal color. I'm back to I'm back to Dr. Bruce Banner now. I'm calm. Right, I'm perfect. calm down. <laughs> back, back to his calm self. Fantastic. Yes, if yes. that's as worked up as you get, then I think that's okay. That, that wasn't so bad. Yes. I love it. Uh, all right, so let's get to it. Uh, we'll, we'll quit messing around. And uh, here's the webinar uh, featuring Scott Dugan and the team at Elevated Retirement Group. Hope you learned something. Enjoy. Well, hello, this is Scott Dugan, and I'm joined by Sean Lee. We're both uh, co-founders and managing partners of Elevated Retirement Group. Sean, how are you today? I'm doing great, man. How are you? Wonderful. Well, obviously, you're in Salt Lake City, not in Kansas City, because there's beautiful mountains out your window. Uh, mine is a parking lot, so I've got, <laughs> I've got, got darker blinds. You can't beat the view with the snow on the mountains. It's just like 20 degrees outside. But it's cold here, too. We just don't have the view. But, uh, well, it, for everyone that joined us today, I do appreciate you taking time to uh, spend a few minutes with us. It's it's actually rare that Sean and I get to do these type of educational webinars together. Uh, but we've been chatting about the Secure Act 2.0. And, you know, we've been diving into it, working with our team, and really getting to the bottom of how it really affects our clients. And... I can tell you, we thought, hey, you know, this is not earth shattering. There's a lot of things to go through, but you know, it's, it's not going to be life altering. Well, then the financial marketing machine is kicked in. I know here in Kansas City, I know it's happened out in Salt Lake City, is that all these places coming out of the woodwork, uh, whether it's a dinner seminar invitation, uh, you know, from a, from a stockbroker, you know, coming out, hey, come have dinner and learn about Secure Act, how it's going to if you don't know these things that, that happen, they could be detrimental, uh, could cause harm to your plan. So there's a lot of fear out there. So and if it's stockbrokers, uh, you know, estate planning attorneys, you name it, they're coming out of the work and saying, no, you have to come to this thing. You've got to know because this is crucial. And if you don't know, it's going to ruin you. Right. And if and it's Sean and I don't work that way. You know, we're not gloom and doom. We're, we don't like fear-based uh, marketing, we call it. Uh, we like to dive deep and be educational, you know, with our clients and give them the facts and the logic around what's going on. And so that's why we're diving deep into this today in a webinar format. I know, Sean, you did a podcast, right? About I did. Direct 2. I, I, did. Did a pod, I did a podcast. <laughs> we wrote, co-opted, wrote a white paper together. And here we are doing this webinar. And again, we're doing it because we want you to have the data. We want you to have the details. <clears throat> and so you can decide for yourself the facts around the situation. So you don't have to go popping around all these different places, getting presented. Because uh, I can tell you, if you're going somewhere to hear about the Secure Act 2.0, uh, there's going to be some sort of presentation at the end or some part of that where there's going to be a revenue producing appointment by, from that professional. Sean, would you agree with that? Uh, 100%. 100% agree with that. Yeah, so it's, so it's going to be a sales pitch attached to it. There is no sales pitch here. You guys are our, our clients or you've come to one of our events. 
we're giving you the facts. Uh, so buckle up. There's a lot of data. Now, Sean and I have, and our team have worked very hard to cull the data down and to really focus on the things that are applicable to our client base. All right. So this is not an exhaustive uh, <laughs> overview, but it is a very specific overview of the most pertinent things that are going to affect you getting you to and through retirement. All right. So let's kick this off. Uh, our disclaimer, Sean, how many seconds we need to have this up here for, for compliance? Uh, you know, 10 seconds. I don't I, I think we're good. So, yeah. All right, everybody. Hey, we're going to go over general information. Here's the gist of it. Make sure that you talk to a professional or thoroughly understand information before you try to apply it. So we're not giving advice. We are giving you an overview and how it applies. And when you come in to see us for a, a progress review, that's when we'll give you the advice on it. All right, so again, there's the SCARAC 2.0. This is our beautiful white paper cover. Uh, on the recording of this, it will be emailed out. You'll be able to download this report. Uh, it follows a lot of the format we have in today's presentation, but in more depth. So look forward to that coming out your way. And kind of the tipping point uh, that Sean and I really decided, hey, we're, we're going we're gonna to really get deep into this with our clients. Uh, and Ed Slot who is America's IRA expert, uh, somebody that Sean and I both think very highly of. We've been very fortunate to meet him. I've gone to his trainings. Uh, we use him and his team as a resource. He is the expert uh, when it comes to uh, tax changes, IRA. So we really look, look to him uh, for guidance. And I know when the SECURE Act originally came <laughs> about, uh, we spent a lot of time uh, with his information, making sure we had everything were up to date. Uh, but he had an article that came out and he said that Secure Act 2.0 is so overhyped by the industry. He said it's so overblown. And that's when it was kind of this the straw that broke the camel's back. We're like, well, if Ed Sot's coming out and say, hey, this is this is not transformative. This is not earth shattering. Hey, there's things you need to apply, but chill out. There's no urgency. You just need to understand it. And the other piece of this, and Sean, I know when we were chatting, getting ready for this, there's some of the things that were, were put out in this 2.0 that are incorrect, and they're going to have to go back and reconcile them because there's yep. no way they can actually work. So this thing isn't settled. It's definitely going to get, it's enacted, but there's going to be some clerical changes, administrative changes that come, come down the pipe in the, in the coming months. So, so again, it's good information, but it's not earth shattering, uh, like the original Secure Act. Right. All right. So almost three years to the day after Congress passed the original Secure Act, uh, we signed this 2.0 on December 29th. And it's definitely a sweeping package of roughly 100 provisions. Uh, and it's really got three main focus, uh, increased retirement savings in the workplace retirement plans and IRAs. Uh, reduce costs for establishing a new workplace retirement plan and gives a renews a focus on Roth accounts, which that's a positive thing in right. in our practice. Uh, we're very fortunate. We've got uh, a group of clients that and families that are with great savers that put a lot of money away for their retirement. And now that they are retiring, they're understanding that, hey, that there's a tax impact to our decisions in the past. And how do we undo this? How do we get prepared and insulate ourselves uh, for the future? So we're, we will spend some, a good amount of time today talking about that. So what we're going to 
focus on really in that SECURE Act. Uh, again, it's a long list. We're going to provide that summary today. And echoing what Ed Slot had to say is there's no single change uh, in the SECURE Act. It's, it's like the elimination of the stretch IRA. Uh, but again, it's just a lot of things to wade through. And at the end, stick around for that. We're going to talk about how we put this data uh, into our process and how we're going to apply that to your situation. So definitely stick around for the end. All right, so here's the big highlights, and then we'll dive into the material. Uh, the age which you're going to start taking required minimum distributions, that's RMDs, uh, that's increases to the 73 in this year in 2023. And 10 years from now, 2033, that increases to 75. Uh, a great piece of this legislation is that the contributions, catch-up contributions when you get older, uh, are going to increase in 2025 uh, for 401ks, 403bs, 457s, and IRAs. And they're also going to require businesses to adopt a new 401k and 403b plan uh, that automatically enrolls eligible employees. So it, if you get a new job and there's a 401k option there, uh, you're going to opt in and they will start contributing at least some money to that. You have to opt out if you don't. And so they're going to start by putting 3% in automatically, but that doesn't happen until 2025. So again, the folks that are the families that we serve, the habit that they had was starting small, saving, automating that, being diligent about that saving process. That's what this is designed to do is get people to start putting money away so they don't miss it out of their paycheck. So a good thing there. And there's a lot of good things about, there's always that discussion of, hey, do, when I'm, if I have student loans and debt, do I save for retirement? Do I pay off student debt? What do I do? And there's definitely some easier ways to be able to manage that. And one of our favorite uh, things that they're applying to this uh, is the ability to save for emergencies actually within your retirement account. So you get to automate that ability to put money away and be able to take it out for emergencies without a penalty or a big tax hit. So that's a good move and we'll talk about details today. All right, so since the RMD changes are one of the biggest topics, we wanted to spend a little time on that. It was very convoluted uh, prior to 2019. At 70 and a half, you had to start taking money out of that tax deferred account and because it, they let you take a tax deduction when you put money into that IRA or 401k. But at some point, they wanted you to start taking that money out. And Sean, we know why they want you to take it out because they want, they want to reap the tax dollars. Right. They gave you a tax deduction on the seed, and now they're forcing you to harvest that, and you're going to pay tax on the harvest. And so in 2019, it moved to 72, and now in 2023, it's 73, and in 2033, it'll be 75. So this is a great little chart down below. Uh, if you were born 1950 or earlier, you take it at 72. If you're born between 1951 and 1959, it's age 73. And 1960 or later, it's age 75. And so a lot of people say, well, hey, does that really affect most people? And I can tell you it doesn't affect most people um, because the average retiree is taking at least the required distribution prior to age 72 or 73 because they need that to live on. We're very fortunate, the families that we serve, a lot of them don't need any or very much of that required distribution. 
So they see that big IRA balance of a million dollars. They look at that million dollars and say, well, you know, that million dollars is not all mine. There's a tax liability to it. It's like owning a home. It's worth a million dollars, but you have a $300,000 mortgage on it. If you sell that house, you've got to pay the taxes. You get to keep what's left. An IRA is very similar to that. And so, yes, they're extending the age when you're forced to take it, which for most people is not going to matter. But for our clients, it extends the period of time where we could do tactical tax planning and shift money from one account to the other to, again, further insulate ourselves from future taxation. So, again, this is a positive move in our opinion, and it gives us one more year of opportunity to, to do tax planning. Because uh, we all know that 2026, uh, the current tax rates are set to go revert back to 2017 with inflation adjustments. So this allows us for a lot of people to make continued improvements to their tax situation. And this was a big one. And I'm glad I got to talk about this one, Sean, not to steal the thunder. <laughs> I got to talk about the exciting stuff. Prior to the Secure Act 2.0, uh, there's a big penalty if you didn't take that RMD or required minimum distribution. <clears throat> so the IRS is serious about it. They said, hey, if you don't take it, we're going to charge you 50% tax on the amount you didn't take. So it's like, wow, it motivated people to do that. Now, the Secure Act 2.0 reduces it to 25%. So it cuts it in half. Still a big chunk of money. You don't want to miss out on it, uh, but they have reduced it. Now, they also added in that if the RMD shortfall is corrected within the correction window, uh, the penalty is reduced to 10%. So they're, they're, they're making changes I think are positive. Uh, now, that, that does go into effect this year. So uh, we'll definitely want to, uh, we've not had this happen, knock on wood, with one of our clients. Uh, we've got a very structured process to make sure we keep track of RMDs. Uh, but again, that's a, that's a positive step in the right direction, uh, we feel with the Secure Act 2.0. Uh, another big one, uh, and this was confusing to a lot of people, because uh, a lot of times they say, hey, your IRA, your 401k, uh, you've got to take required distributions. Uh, your IRA, your traditional IRA or 401k, but a Roth IRA, no required distributions. But a Roth 401k, you've got to take required distributions. And people are like, well, wait a minute, why, why would I need to do that? it all comes out tax-free, why do they make a difference? So in a positive note, uh, the Secure Act 2.0 eliminates the RMDs from the Roth plan accounts in the 401k, 403b, 457, et cetera. And now that does not start until 2024. But again, step in the right direction. And so you will not have to worry about the issues uh, with calculating the required distribution and distributing it. Uh, so again, another positive step in the right direction for people that own these types of accounts. And we're going to go to the Roth changes. I'm going to turn this over to Sean. Uh, he's going to cover all the Roth changes because I want to give him the stage, give some <laughs> of the fun, fun stuff. I didn't want to take all the all the glory. So Sean, go ahead. So I, I get to go through the Roth changes, but you know, once, Scott, as you're talking about our RMD is a little note that I made. Um, we we did a lot of strategic planning through what we called was the golden decade, right? Like that back in 2019, you had 59 and a half to 70 and a half where you, you have complete flexibility with these changes on minimum distributions. That's really widened now. 
So the the timeline of opportunity instead of it being a decade is 15 years now for people to strategically move money from whether it's IRAs to Roths or whatever whatever it may be and really control their their planning. And and that leads us into the to the Roth changes and and there there are some that I think are going to be major impacts and some that I think are okay. Uh, the first one is that now you can when you have a, a private employer plan, like a simple or a SEP, where you're a small business owner and you want to save and, you're, and you've created your own retirement plan and you're using a SEP, historically, um, all of those contributions were to be made on a, on a pre-tax basis. So you could get a deduction for your, your business. Uh, coming into uh, 2023, the SECURE Act 2.0 has allowed for... Roth IRA options in simple and SEP IRAs. So now you can create a, a simple Roth IRA where your, your post-tax contributions um, will go in. The money will still grow tax deferred, but it will come out tax-free at that point. Uh, the major difference, the major difference between the simple and SEP traditional IRA versus the, the Roth IRA is that any of your Roth contributions, much like if you do a, a, a traditional Roth IRA, a regular Roth IRA, those contributions will be included in your income in the year that you make the contribution. So you don't, you don't get that tax deduction right now. You know, we go back to taxing this, taxing the seed versus the harvest. Uh, we really, when we start to look at Roth uh, changes and simples and SEPs and, and contributing to Roth IRAs, we want to tax the seed of the money and not have the harvest be taxed down the road. Now, <clears throat> the next phase is that as an employer, and Scott, I know that we we provide 401k options for, for our employees. Um, and the, predominantly, our contributions as employers are all pre-tax. That's how it's been in the, in the past. Uh, our, our employees that 3% or 4% or 5% or whatever it is that we contribute goes into their pre-tax bucket. Now, the Secure Act 2.0, the change that they've made is that they allow for employers to also have their contributions be treated as Roth. So the employer's contributions can go in post-tax and grow tax-deferred and then come out tax-free. Now, the, the, big, the big change with this is that amounts must be fully and 100% vested. And those amounts that, we, that an employer contributes will be included on an employee's income. So that in years past, the employer contributions did not go towards an employee's income. Moving into, into, into the next couple of years, employer contributions that are Roth will be added to an employee's uh, income at the end of the year. And Sean, kind of that, to that point, you know, it's, and Ed Slot talks about the continued Rothification of retirement accounts. <clears throat> and I think this is the trend where I, I can't give you an exact time frame, but I think there'll be a time where there will be no pre-tax contributions they're all going to be post-tax contributions. Yes. Well, why would they do that? Well, because you're going to capture tax dollars now, right? 
and they're the government is saying, "Hey, we'll we, we'll take the money now on the seed, yep. and we'll give up the tax on the harvest." So I think this is something that they're floating out there and probably is going to continue to gain traction. Oh, I, I agree, and I don't think it's a bad thing. It helps retirees and, and pre-retirees as they as they go. Uh, the next Roth change is that high wage earners um, are required to make up the make Roth catch-up contributions. So, currently, the way that it works, catch-up contributions in four hundred one ks, four hundred three bs, four fifty sevens can be made either on a pre-tax or a, or a Roth basis. So they have the choice. In 2024, uh, Secure 2.0 will mandate that plan participants that have wages over a certain threshold, which is $145,000, as you can see, and that will increase based on inflation and so on, they will be required to make their catch-up contribution to the Roth side of the table, assuming the plan has a Roth option. Now, once again, why would they do that? It's all about creating tax revenue now. If they're allowing for the traditional contribution, the, the catch up to be traditional, that's going to reduce the taxable income in, in this current year. So the government's requiring that that then rather than goes to the traditional high wage earners have to make their contributions uh, to the Roth portion of that for the catch up. This is actually one area of Roth changes that I'm, I'm fairly excited about. I'm a, a parent of of two young kids. Uh, I oversee both my kids 529 plans. I actually also oversee my niece's 529 plan um, who has been adopted by by my mother. Uh, and and so the the change that comes from this and I'm watching that my niece is getting contributions each and every year. She's a sophomore in high school. She's getting ready to go to college in a couple of years. My kids uh, my daughter's getting ready to go to high school next year. My son's in fifth grade, and 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 what I'm what we're I'm really excited about is, you know, the unknown. And I I say I'm excited about the unknown, kind of tongue in cheek, but as our, my kids and my niece go through their high school years, the hope and goal is that they get some form of scholarship, right? Whether it's academic or athletic, uh, whatever it may be. They get school paid for somehow, some way, in some fashion. If they don't, we've saved to a five to five twenty nine plans for all three of them. Now, what this new law says that, say for example, my daughter, she goes to the University of Utah here, which is currently it's about nine grand a year. So she goes four years; it's like thirty six thousand dollars or whatever it may be. Say it's forty thousand for example purposes. But if she has $75,000 in her 529 plan, under old rules, she couldn't do anything with that money. I still owned it. That money then could go to my son for only for education purposes. And if we were to pull that money out, there would be penalties on it. What this new law states is that if child or beneficiary doesn't use all of that money, they can roll or... Uh, recharacterize those funds into a Roth IRA for that child. So my daughter's 529 plan, any unused funds that she can, that she has left over, we can then contribute over a period of five years or six years um, 
into a Roth IRA. Now, there are limits. Uh, the first limit is that you can only do $6,500 a year uh, of contributions up to a lifetime rollover amount of $35,000. So if she's got 30, 30 grand left in her 529, I can then roll the 6,500 a year for the next five years to get her close to that threshold. Now, the, the kicker here is that the 529 plan has to have been maintained for a minimum of 15 years. So you've got to have the plan for 15 years. So I think I started my daughter's at the age of seven. She's going to have to have hers until she's 22, about the time she gets out of college. Uh, if she's got money left, great. We can then start to strategically do Roth IRA contributions from her 529 up to the limit. And then she'll have a great start to her retirement. So th this is something that even though it's a little minor tweak, it's now setting that next generation up for to have some retirement funds for unused educational uh, plans. And Sean, do you see this as more of a forward-looking planning opportunity <laughs> where prior to this, just what you said, we, we had these limitations. So I think going forward and looking out this could be a planning opportunity. Again, it's you've got to take the long-term view, but it is one more thing to get a get you insulated from potential higher potentially higher taxes in the future. Right, and you know, in the state of Utah, uh, any contributions like up to eight grand, you get a state tax deduction. So, like, as long as I contribute up to eight thousand dollars for my kids, my niece. Uh, I'm saving $400 in state taxes. So there, there's some benefit there. And, and if you think about it, this is all after-tax money anyways, for the most part. It's growing tax-deferred. They're just making it easier to keep that tax-deferred, tax-free status when it comes out. Because money still comes out of the 529 for education and things like that, tax-free anyways. Uh, the next one is traditional and Roth uh, catch-up contribution limits. Uh, currently, those contribution limits are not indexed for inflation. They're always $1,000. Um, uh, and that's where it's been for the last you know, 15 years. Uh, 2024, it's a little change, but increments of $100 a year for inflation, you'll be able to contribute a little bit more. So instead of 1000 you know, in 2024, it'll be $1,100, and then $1,200, and, and so on. All right. But now, and that, so that was 55 to to 59 now from 60 to 63 they're really ratcheting up the contribution limits for 401k plans uh and, and retirement accounts uh you can now contribute from 60 to 63 the greater of ten thousand dollars or 150 percent of your regular catch-up contribution amount um, indexed for inflation so, and also effective in 2025, simple IRA participants uh, will be able to see their catch-up contribution increased to the greater of $5,000 or 150% of their simple IRA catch-up contribution for, for 2025. All of this is finally indexed for inflation, which it's never been before, but we're starting to see opportunities for people to save more and more as time goes on, as they get closer to, to those retirement years but also do it in a really in a tax efficient manner as they, as they, um, as they go, 
you know, Roth IRAs, I don't want to say they're going to become more vogue, but I think they're going to be used more frequently. Well, thanks, Sean, on that. <laughs> and and so, the, again, we, that's why you know spent so much time on that Roth piece. As that continues to unfold and expand, again, a wider range of opportunities <laughs> for our clients uh, to to have that a higher percentage of tax-free dollars in retirement. <clears throat> and so, you know, we do a lot of tax planning and one of the strategies we use is qualified charitable distributions. And a qualified charitable distribution, uh, once you reach 70 and a half, you can make a distribution from your IRA and send it directly to a charity. Uh, again, the previously it was a $100,000 annual limit uh, per person. And that was back since 2006. Uh, so even though they've made the required distribution, you know, now 73, you can still do QCDs at 70 and a half. Now, the magic part of this is when you get to 73, you and say your required distribution is $12,000 for the year, and you normally do, you know, $10,000 charitable contributions. Well, you have to take out 12 to satisfy the government. You can send 10,000 of that to your normal charities or organizations. That negates that or neutralizes that 10,000. Now you only owe taxes on the $2,000 left over. So a great strategy. A lot of our clients use that. Uh, and the good thing about the new Scare Act 2.0 that we're actually going to see that index for inflation again starting next year. Uh, because we could not start all of this in 2023 to make it simple. We need to have differing times to start <laughs> all these things. So uh, the age of complexity. So again, a positive step in the right direction. Uh, option to use QCs to fund a split interest entity. Uh, so again, won't dive into too much of this, but you can do a one-time 50,000 qualified charitable distribution to a charitable gift annuity, a charitable remainder unit trust, or charitable remainder annuity trust. Uh, that is now permitted and that's effective actually in 2023. And so that's a, a that's a great way to one time fifty thousand dollars to make that make that distribution and help neutralize some tax dollars. Hey, quick time out from today's episode. You know, it's it's tax season. Uh, we're getting closer and closer to that tax deadline. And so more and more people have tax questions, Scott. And so it's a perfect time to tell people about Elevated Tax Group. And it seems like this year in particular, based on what you were telling me before we recorded, people really need some tax advice this year is what you guys are finding. We are definitely, uh, definitely finding that. And we are, we're very excited to offer this new service to all of our clients. Uh, it's something that we've talked about a lot, and it wasn't until we found the right person um, to, to bring in with Pratik as our CPA, a very bright individual, great energy, and just someone that has really become part of the team, part of the family here at Elevator Retirement Group. But the Elevated Tax is just a, a sister company to us. That's who does our tax preparation. We've launched this early at the end of last year at our fall festival. We've done a few webinars and talked about it, and we've had unbelievable response. I mean, we have people every day coming in to meet with Pratik, dropping off documents. It was funny. I saw him walk by the other day. I'm like, it looks like you, you went shopping there. You had, had a paper bag, but it was full <laughs> of tax documents. Nice. Uh, but I can tell you, after looking at several clients' tax returns, because our process, when you come in, we want to look at the last two years of returns just to get a good, good feel for what's been going on. And it's amazing what Pratik has found uh, as far as mistakes. 
and things that we're probably going to go back and amend and get some people some money back. It's a, a fairly big number. I was really surprised because I sit down with him every day and kind of give a briefing. It's like, well, I, this is what I found and this is probably what we can save the client. So I think everyone's been very excited. I know that sounds funny about tax preparation, but very excited about the process we're going through adding that additional service under one umbrella, one place you come to uh, for your financial plan, uh, get your tax preparation done at a very, uh, very reasonable cost. And again, depending on your situation, but I would encourage you um, if you're to the point where you don't want to do your taxes or you're looking for a different opinion, or maybe someone that has a little more time to sit down and, and go through things with you, uh, really encourage you to give us a call, set up a time to talk to Pratik uh, and see if what we do in our process is right for you. I think you'll be pleasantly surprised. All right. It's the Elevated Tax Group. Great opportunity, especially this year with what they're finding to save money and uh, make sure that you're doing everything right from a tax perspective. Set up a free consultation with Pratik by calling the office and you can get set up to visit. 913-393-4724 is the number. 913-393-4724. Great to hear about that, Scott. Thanks for filling us in on some details there. Uh, Take action now before tax day arrives. Again, call 913-393-4724. 4724. All right, let's get back to today's episode. And Sean, I'll let you do the expanded retirement account distribution options. You get all the cool stuff. I got to go through like the expanded options and things like that. Now, so when we start to look at at expanded options, um, there are some really neat things that that came with Secure 2.0. They're not needle movers by any means. They're not they're not going to change somebody's entire world like you know, the stretch IRA provision going away did in the in Secure Act uh, 1.0. But there are some, some neat little provisions that I think will help the younger generation of savers as well. And that's that, that's really what some of these are looking at is how do we protect the younger generation and help them um, protect themselves from kind of the unknown. So we start to look at, uh, at some of these expanded dis- account distribution options. Uh, the first one is going to be distributions for individuals with terminal illness. Uh, 2.0 creates an exception that says uh, if you have a terminal illness and death is could be reasonably expected in seven years, 80, 84 months, they're going to waive the 10% early withdrawal penalty uh, of those funds. They give you access to those, those funds now uh, to be able to use them in the event that you're not there when you hit full full retirement age. Now, this provision was effective immediately. They enacted it. It's effective immediately. And if something changes and you are, I don't want to say healed, but, but you get better, uh, the distributions can be repaid in three years so you don't have that back uh, 10% early withdrawal penalty. The next one is an early withdrawal exception. So emergencies happen. Life happens. Um, Emergency withdrawals for a retirement investor uh, who experiences kind of an unforeseeable or immediate financial need, and we'll call it COVID shutdowns and lockdowns how we had years ago, or a personal family emergency that necessitates expenses for travel or whatever it may be. As long as it's an emergency, uh, those are also exempt from the 10% uh, early withdrawal penalties. However, 
distributions can't be over a thousand dollars. So they're, they're, the government's saying, hey, you can't pull out a hundred grand and say, I've got an emergency. It's got to be a, a, a real emergency and they're going to allow you to withdraw a thousand dollars without any penalties. And you can't do it more than one time in any given calendar calendar year. And Sean, I know probably a lot of our our families we take care of are saying, well, $1,000, that doesn't seem like a lot. Well, if you think about uh, Dave Ramsey, for example, one of the foundations of his plan to get out of debt is to get $1,000 saved for in an emergency fund. Right. And the vast majority of our population does not have $1,000 saved in their checking or savings account. No. And so, so again, not all these things apply to our our clients, uh, but are, they are good for a large majority of the population. Right. So here's a, now we went through emergency withdrawal exception. Um, now qualified long-term care distributions. Um, now you get a penalty free distribution for qualified long-term care. Uh, Pull out the ten, early the ten percent or early withdrawal penalty is is null and void, uh, and it's there. This is there to cover long term care insurance, so you can pull twenty five hundred dollars a year out of out of your retirement account without penalties to cover the cost of long term long term care, uh, and then this is going to be effective for distributions occurring three years out of after the date of enactment, so twenty twenty six. This one comes into play. It's it's really odd how they're putting all these dates together. And but uh, so here's another one that I think will affect the average American as well, right? We talk about the the average American doesn't have a thousand dollars of savings. Dave Ramsey talks a lot about thousand dollars in savings, but this portion of the of 2.0, it's going to create what's called an emergency savings ac- account inside of your retirement plan. Uh, distributions are not linked to or subject to a 10% early withdrawal penalty. Uh, this account has to be linked to your 401k or your 403b, 457, or a like retirement plan. And, and this savings uh, account is going to be funded with Roth contributions. Plan participants can be auto enrolled and their contributions are capped at $2,500. So it's a way to to make contributions into your retirement account with after tax money. Uh, looks like a Roth contribution contribution, but you've got a a savings net of twenty five hundred dollars that you could grab if you needed it. It's like a it's like a forced savings account. You know, we all think, oh, I'm going to save, I'm going to save, I'm going to save, and then life happens. But when we have the money pulled out of our paycheck, and it's a forced savings. It, it's a way for us to, hey, I don't even think about it. I don't even get that money. Now I've got a $2,500 savings account that I can have access if I need it. Um, participants can take a withdrawal of one or one withdrawal per month. And the first four withdrawals of the year um, cannot be subject to fees. But when we start to look at, at the investment options that are available, uh, we're not looking at the stock market. It's got to be cash, interest-bearing deposit accounts like CDs, and principal preservation accounts. This money cannot be exposed to volatility. It's got to be there for emergencies. And so, Sean, if we take this $2,500 that can go into an emergency savings account and the $1,000 distribution, so that's 
$3,500 that are yep. accessible. Uh, and normally in today's world, you know, you'd have to get a 401k loan or do some things. So again, at least gives someone the option to be able to, to get it some money for the curveballs of life. Exactly. And there, there are a lot of notable provisions. Uh, we're going to, we're just going to cover a handful of them. Again, there's over a hundred different things that apply, but the thing, one of the things that would apply to some of our clients is a, it's called a QLAC, another ACT financial acronym, but a qualified longevity annuity contract. Uh, Secure 2.0 immediately repealed. So in 2023, repeals the 25% account balance limitation and increases the maximum QLAC purchase of $200,000. So again, we see this not very often, Sean, I would think. I know not in our practice, uh, but it is a way to take up to $200,000 from your IRA or tax for balance, put it into a qualified longevity annuity, pushes that out and really gives you a resource for the backside of life and to be able to produce income and give you some tax benefits today. Again, now that it's up to two, $200,000, it may become more popular and it's certainly something we'll be investigating for all of our clients. Uh, the hardship distribution, uh, the, the Secure Act 2.0 does allow for a plant administrator, like a 401k administrator, uh, to rely on an employee's self-certification that they have an event that constitutes a hardship for purpose of taking a hardship withdrawal from a 401k or 403b. So it's kind of the honor system. So self-certification, hey, you check the boxes that work and the plan could distribute those dollars. So again, another way to get at the funds. Uh, for the governmental 457b employees, uh, the deferral timing um, currently or previous to this, a participant in a 457 they could request a change in their salary deferral rate prior to the beginning of the month in which deferral will be made. Uh, 2.0 allows elections to be made at any time prior to the date compensation being deferred is available. So they're conforming with the rules that apply to a 401k. And I'll give them credit in the 2.0. A lot of this was cleanup. A lot of this was doing things to make 401k and IRA rules the same. So your ERISA laws and your, your, your IRA rules the same. So there's not so much differential differentiation between the two of them. So again, I will give them credit for trying to standardize uh, the, the situation. And you know, as we wrap up again, we wanted to, to give you as much quality information. And I know we went kind of deep on some of these details. Uh, but we want you to have a great resource uh, in this recording. Uh, all of this, again, will be in our white paper that you'll be able to download. Uh, listen to our podcast. We discussed that. But really, I think the big question is, well, how are we going to help you? And Because that's what it comes down to. And actually, right before this, uh, we had one of our clients that popped in. Uh, we're doing his tax return. And he goes, and I was getting a cup of coffee because here it is. I said, I need a little shot of espresso before I do this webinar. And he goes, he goes I'm going to watch it. He goes, but are you going to tell me what I need to do? I said, yeah. He goes, I'm probably not going to watch it. Then. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, that's what I have you for. He goes, you watch it. You, he goes, you, you go through everything and you tell me what I need to do. Yeah. And I think that goes to why we're so fortunate that, that clients trust us and trust us with, with getting them through the retirement is we're the proactive ones. We need to stay on top of these things 
so our clients can go enjoy life, enjoy the things that they want to do. They're strategically delegating uh, to our teams in Kansas City and Salt Lake City to make sure we're on top of these things. And since we're we're fairly nerdy people, we're pretty detailed. I think Sean wins the wins the the award on most detailed for sure. <laughs> uh, but we have created with our team a Secure Act 2.0 financial action checklist. And that checklist has all of the changes that are out there, over a hundred of them, uh, broken down into certain categories. And we're gonna use that guide as our roadmap to analyze your situation. And we're gonna figure out what applies, what strategies or changes need to be made to your plan. And so that's our commitment to you to be proactive, to walk through this. So in our next progress meeting, we're gonna talk about that. Hey, this is what we need to think about for this year. Uh, a lot of you, we've already had the discussion of, you know, this was 72 was gonna be the year that you had to take RMDs. Well, we're communicating, hey, you don't have to. That allows us to potentially continue to do Roth conversions and do some strategic tax planning. And so we're committed to that. I know our financial planning team, and I know, Sean, we've, we've, we're fortunate we've got a lot of bright young individuals with a yes. lot of credentials out there. Uh, we're very fortunate that Salt Lake City and the Kansas City area uh, are full of very uh, smart young folks. And so we're, we've got a great financial planning team, a lot of CFPs, certified financial planners on our team. Uh, we now have a CPA in-house, you know, that are that are there to do uh, do that tax planning work and tax preparation work. And so really what we've created is a situation we're going to be able to fully integrate your financial plan, your tax plan, and your estate plan. And the Secure 2.0 can affect all of those. And we are committed to walking you through the process to see what applies and what can improve your financial plan, your tax plan, and your state plan. And so you don't have to be running around. We're gonna serve as the quarterback as we normally do to be able to, to walk through it. Sean, I know you like baseball. I'm using the word quarterback. What would be the term if it was a baseball player? Manager. Manager, yeah, the manager. Or, or the catcher. The catcher is the is is sort of the quarterback of the game. They, they control the game. They see everything that's going on. That's true, that's true. And so that's what our team is going to be doing going forward is refining this this checklist and making sure we we apply that. So again, you'll be able to look forward to that. We'll continue to study this. We'll see what applies. We will get down into the weeds if you would like us to. We'll we'll talk shop with you, give you the details. Uh, but for most of our clients, they want to come in, sit down and say, these are the things we need to focus on. Here's the action plan. Let's get them done. And they go back to traveling, seeing their grandkids, volunteering, doing all the fun stuff in life. So again, look, we'll definitely look forward to that in the coming months. Uh, and again, we, we appreciate everyone taking time to watch today's webinar. Uh, it will be posted again, so you'll be able to rewatch. I don't know why you'd want to rewatch it, but it'll be there as a reference point. Uh, but again, thank you for your time. Uh, enjoy the rest of your day. And as always, we're always available to you. So please give us a call at the office, send us an email. If you have questions, we can have a phone call, a Zoom or an in-office meeting at your convenience. So we can walk through this and make sure you understand how this might affect you. So again, thank you for your time. And for myself and Sean Lee and all the team at Elevated Retirement Group, 
Enjoy the rest of your day, and we look forward to talking to you very soon. All right, everyone, take care. All the best. Investment advisory services offered through Elevated Capital Advisors, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor.